Welcome to the Brand Shift Personal Branding Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Wozniak. And today I am joined by Megan McKinley. How are you doing, Megan? Doing pretty good today, Nick. How are you? I'm doing really good. Um, I want to just start off uh, and have you share a little bit about yourself, what you do, um, where you are, and how you got started creating content and, and building your personal brand. Yeah, so a little bit about me. I am a copywriter and brand storyteller. Um, I got started on LinkedIn with my personal brand about two years ago. And it was really just kind of like a, I mean, I, I was like in the middle of a kind of a transition with work and trying to figure out my life a lot with just what I wanted to be doing with my career. And I knew that LinkedIn was a big place to like look for jobs and put myself out there and kind of like the resume of all resumes. And so I started just writing and talking about a lot of different things under the sun and didn't really have a strategy per se, but just knew that I had to put myself out there. So been doing personal branding for yeah, two years. And now as a uh, entrepreneur, I rely on LinkedIn for everything and my personal brand. So it's been really interesting to like be in that space um, for this long and to just have that kind of interesting um, backstory. Cause I know everyone kind of comes from different places, but it's really cool to see um, things just kind of build from, from just nothing to, to where I am now. Yeah, two two years ago, that's actually that's pretty early. I mean, I feel like the last year has been where LinkedIn's really picked up pace. Um, and maybe if you were one of the earliest, maybe five years ago, you were creating content on LinkedIn. But you noticed fairly early that there was an opportunity to create content there. What were you seeing then? Oh man, I mean, for me, I think it was like I said, like so much of like I just know that I need to put myself out there. Like this was kind of at a pivotal moment in my career where I was thinking about do I want to go back into the corporate world or do I want to go on my own? And I mean, so many different people were saying like, wherever you are, regardless of what you're doing, like that is where people see your skills. That's where you can talk about what you're good at. That's where you can um, just create connections with different people that are in your industry or whatnot. And for me, I knew that I had so many different passions and desires to pursue and to even talk about. So I just started connecting with anybody and everybody. And um it did take me a little while to kind of like get comfortable with that because first of all, I was like, I'm not really like a big person in this industry or like, for instance, I love film. I love marketing and I love writing. Like those are very like kind of together, kind of like um, consistent realms, I guess, but different enough that there are different people that are specialized in those things. And so I just didn't know what to do, but I knew that I wanted to connect with cool people doing cool things in those industries. And so um and I realized that like people are willing to do that, like regardless if they have like 30,000 followers or only 3,000 or 300, like people want to connect with people. And um, my initial message to a lot of them was just like, hey, if you want to connect, like I want to connect with you and I want to start, start having conversations and knowing who you are and how I could support you. And um, that was super, super cool to see the, the response to that. A lot of people were like, wow, this is super refreshing. Like you're not trying to pitch me anything. You're not trying to do anything weird. Like you're just trying to connect and that's what people want. Yeah, that's awesome. I think it's crazy that uh, why LinkedIn is just so incredible because you can meet anyone and they're just so open. It's not like any other platform where if you were to send out a message to 10 creators, you'd literally not hear back from one. Mm -hmm. This is LinkedIn where people are really interested in getting to know each other, 
building connections and building relationships. And that's what kind of attracted me to your content is you talk about storytelling and storytelling at its base is just being authentic and, and helping people see who you are and what you've been through. And so where did that come about when you started getting interested in storytelling? Has that always been something you've been good at or, or where did, how did you end up landing on being the storyteller on LinkedIn? Yeah. So for me, I got my master's in digital media and storytelling. And that was after a, I got my undergrad degree in science. So huge shift, like science to communications. Right. But the, I mean, I wouldn't change anything. A lot of people think about like, when I tell that to people, they're always like, oh my gosh, like why, like why that shift or like what happened? And I, I always find it really cool because now that I'm in storytelling, like so much of who we are and how we present ourselves to the world is just based in like, okay, how do we make sense of what happened in the past? And how does that make us who we are now? And for me, like thinking about my nonlinear kind of career path and how I've had uh, different jobs and different fields and industries and all of that, like that just makes your story that much more interesting. So I always try to encourage people that um, I've talked to, they're always like, oh, I like my, my background's in engineering, but now I'm a coach or um, I used to do science and now I'm in, I don't know, cosmetics. Like there's just so many different like routes and different pivot points that people have. And I think for me, the storytelling aspect of branding, whether you're a company or a person, like there's so much value in understanding like who you are and what you do to then presenting that to the world. Cause that's life, right? Like it's not just business where we're talking about ourselves and talking about what we're able to do and our capabilities, but it's like sitting across from a friend over coffee and being like, how's your day going? Like what, what's going on with you? Like, tell me about your life. And it's, it's day-to-day stuff. Like there's so much connection that happens. And I think people forget that we are all storytellers. Like we all have stories to tell. So back to your original question, storytelling matters to me because there's such a big personal benefit to it. It's not just like, Hey, we're a company where we do this great stuff. And like, we're trying to build this brand. Like, yes, there's great value in that, but from the personal element, there is so much growth that is happening within us. And we don't always see the different versions of ourselves, but because we're constantly growing and transforming, like we have to be able to tell our story. Like we, we have to be able to understand the different changes that are happening within us so that we can share that with people because otherwise nobody's going to know us. And if we don't know people, then what's the point? Like relationships are so, so meaningful. And like, that is really the main point of why we tell stories. I love that. I love that. Like, I mean, as human beings, we're going to go through change. And like you said, you went, you were science and then you went to school for storytelling. And no matter who you are, you've been through a series of changes, ups and downs. And if you're willing to kind of look at that and have some self-awareness, you'll realize there's a really interesting story that every single person has to tell. And that was my uh, part of the reason I wanted to start the podcast is because I started doing these one-on-one Zoom things. And I was like, holy cow, every person I talk to has a fascinating story, even if they wouldn't even consider that they have an interesting story. I think as human beings, we, we long to connect to someone else's story and to see what others have been through. I think we're just curious creatures and we want to like see and understand what makes other people tick and then see if there's some overlap that we can relate to and better better understand one another so that we can create those relationships that you talked about. 100%. Yeah, curiosity is like the biggest thing for us. Like we're always trying to figure out like what makes people tick and when we can hear someone else's story, like that is just 
we eat that up because we want to see somebody else do something that we think we can't do. Like to see someone else overcome something or um, go through something really difficult and come out on the other side. Like we are just like underdog people, like to put humans in a bucket. Like we all love underdog stories. Like we just love when see, like just seeing people go through something and then come out the other side. Like that's, that's just um, inspirational to us. But like you said too, like, it's how we connect. It's how we relate to people and understanding like humans are pretty cool. But in order to do that, and in order to really see that we have to like share and be vulnerable in what we're going through too. Mm. And I like that word vulnerable. What would you have to say to people who they want to tell their story? And I think this is what often happens. They feel like they don't want to be vulnerable. They want to put on the best uh, front they can put on um, and make themselves look and sound as polished as possible. But then we end up with this very diluted um, and uninteresting kind of story, but they don't feel like they can share all the details. And especially for you, you do this for businesses who especially want to look perfectly polished and they want to look like they're, you know, for everyone. And uh, how do you, how do you deal with that? How do you overcome that? And, and what are the, I guess, mindset shifts that have to happen to kind of start to embrace those rough edges? Wow. Such a great question. Um, vulnerability is, it's so hard, but it's so necessary. Like when you think about leaders, whether that's in a business or in the community, whatever that may be, whenever I think of vulnerability, I always think of leaders and that leaders have to go first, especially with vulnerability, because, um, if you're thinking about like a company culture or whatever it may be, like it's going to be top down. So if vulnerability starts at the top, then it's going to be a value that other people see and recognize and then also implement. But to your point, a lot of people don't like it. It's like exposing the weaknesses or showcasing things that may not be like hundred percent ready for market or, um, as being transparent about things that are not necessarily putting us in the best light, but I would argue that that what, that's what makes us human. That's the element that people love. That is the basically like the secret sauce of what makes a story real and honest and genuine, because without it, we're just like making a a cover story. Like, okay, like we're doing great and this is happening, but like, we're not going to show all of the the crevices and all the like cracks and things behind the scenes, because like, we don't think you want to see that. Like, that's just not something that, um, represents us very well. And it would, it would damage our brand or it would damage us as a person. But I think that there's a lot of things that are stopping us from vulnerability and being vulnerable. Like just for us as people, like shame and guilt, I think are huge when it comes to sharing vulnerably because there are things in the past or things about ourselves that we haven't truly like embraced, talk about self-awareness and being aware of the things going on inside of us. If we're not um, paying attention to those things then we can just become more ashamed of who we are. And so I think that is a huge roadblock that I have to think about personally, but also with businesses and say like, okay, like what's, what's really underlying this issue of like not wanting to talk about this or because at the end of the day, if you want to grow deeper with someone or have like better uh, connection and relationships, you have to get vulnerable. Like that's just the truth of it. It's like building trust. You have to, um, sometimes you have to do something really scary in order for the other person to actually trust you. That's how vulnerability works. It's being transparent and open about things that, um, people probably wouldn't expect you to be. And 
I do want to preface this too and say that like there is an element of oversharing that I think can be avoided. I think there is that like good balance between like, okay, I'm being vulnerable here. Um, and then there's oversharing. So especially within like personal branding, I think that there's a good balance to be found there. Yeah. I was going to say like, we've got like Elon Musk who is very much himself online, but has caused some issues, um, I guess with his business and there's a certain degree of oversharing, but I think more often than not, people are struggling with not sharing enough um, about who they are and what they do. And, um, but that's totally different from a business angle where you have to kind of find ways to share the character of a business through storytelling. And I think people misinterpret storytelling as crafting this really presentable image, but really it is digging deep and getting like really vulnerable um, and becoming really self-aware and then articulating that in a way um, that connects with the audience. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's that's the magic. And and But it's cool that you're talking about problem solving when it comes to storytelling. Like you come into a business and you have to like figure out how do I solve this, this problem in order to tell this story. So when you're going in and you're trying to tell the story, whether it's a personal brand or for you, you're mostly working with businesses, what's your approach? Oh man. Well, I always say that storytelling is an inside out process. So whether you're talking about a personal brand or company brand, like it is an inside out process. So we've already kind of covered, but personal brands, like what personal storytelling would look like. But from a company perspective, it's looking inside the company. So it's talking to employees from different departments and asking them like, hey, what's your experience? What do you think that the brand values are? But if employees don't know what brand values are, then we've got a, a real big problem. But um, asking them about like company culture and like how people are treated and um, thinking through like, okay, how does the language within the company, whether that's like on sales calls, customer service calls, Um, like in the break room or on Zoom calls, like within employee, like internal meetings, like how is all of that reflecting the brand? Like, are they aligned with what the business is saying that they are? And then once you get it right, and once you get a story and like language that resonates inside a company correctly, then that's when you can actually start being successful sharing that outward. So it is very much that inside out process. So first it's like, We got to go through everybody with a fine tooth comb and figure out like, okay, what's everyone's experiences? Does this resonate with you? When you think about the brain values, like, is this lining up with your experience? And then, okay, how do we translate that into something that customers also resonate with? So it's, it's a twofold thing and it's two part and that it has to be resonating with both the employees and the customers. So it's cool because once you get it right and like customers are understanding it and they're they're driving with it and it resonates with them. Like that's when the employees are usually like your brand evangelists. So they're going to be out there saying like, oh my gosh, the company I work for, it's so great because not only are the things that we're saying and doing inside the four walls making a difference and impacting us, but it's also like the customers are also experiencing the same things that we are on the inside. So it's like consistency in language, but also like consistency in experience. So like the different things that the company wants to represent is actually legit, which comes all back down to like authenticity and vulnerability, because if they're not being truthful about who they really are, like from the inside, then the customers aren't, they're going to see right through that. Anyone can see right through a phony message or a phony, um, I guess, language to try and get to experience. So you gotta, gotta make it line up. 
And that's the whole purpose really with storytelling. I think it's awesome that not only is storytelling for the customers, that's kind of the obvious one. I would imagine when a business comes to you, their main focus is how do we get our customers to kind of understand this experience, but it's also internal and getting alignment internally for how it is you're supposed to treat these customers and how you go about even your day-to-day tasks are impacted by this bigger mission. And I would ask, you know, when you're building out this story, you get these like these patterns from all the employees about values, um, maybe mission. Um, how do you translate that? Um, because that there's like this gap in my brain, you know, you, you get all this information, you know who the customer is, you know what you are internally. And then you have to like create some, a story like, yeah, that's like the magic. Can you give us a little bit of a peek into what that looks like? You know, it's hard to translate that into words even because I think so much of that is like you said, it's like where the magic happens. That's kind of like my creative flow state where not that I black out there, but it just kind of like, that's where I like to live because it's reading between the lines from every interview, from every person I interact with to then okay, how do we translate that to words that make sense? And it's really just like making meaning out of what's already there, which is storytelling in and of itself. But um, that making meaning piece is like just trying to draw out conclusions. I don't, this isn't really probably answering your question too much, but it's just kind of pulling out the different pieces and elements that people are already saying and piecing it together to like, like you said, like the patterns that are there and seeing it for what it is in like the big picture. Absolutely. I think that's what's magic about it is it's not like step one, do this, step two, mm-hmm. do this. It's like you take all these pieces, you try to synthesize this information best you can. And then I would imagine you just test and experiment and you try different combinations and try to articulate feelings and meanings that you've been hearing over and over, but maybe haven't uh, been vocalized before by, by the business. And uh, I just think that it's probably a little bit messier than people think. And maybe that's why people struggle to put their own stories together. I'm not sure. Yeah, I, yes. I think it's hard to, to like distinguish the two because I mean, you think about the customer or audience that you're speaking to, like that's obviously like the first thing you think of. It's not just, okay, I'm gonna tell a story and I'm just gonna write one. No, you have to think about who you're writing to in order to make it impactful. Um, but I think it's hard to think about, okay, not only who am I writing to, but like, what is their greatest desire? And this is something I do talk about within like brain storytelling for companies is we have to get that core desire, right? Cause that's your theme for the entire story. So in talking to people and customers, you're asking them like, okay, tell me about what's going on in life. Like what are the different problems that you're facing? And then deeper than that, it's okay. What's, what's driving those things? What are the, what is like the main goal or outcome that you want? And sometimes it's security, sometimes it's uh, belonging, sometimes it's acceptance or, um, I don't know, just like different things. And a lot of those go back down to, I don't know if you're aware of Maslow's hierarchy of needs and uh, the different things that are underneath that of just what we need as humans. I mean, not all of them are like foundational, like shelter or food, um, but some of those are pretty much everything that humans want will go back to that. And so really getting clear and identifying like, okay, this is what our customer base really wants and everything that the story does and everything that the marketing should be focused on 
after identifying that is driving it back home to that theme. So it's cool to, um, to think about that in the, like the brand sense with a company, but for personal branding, it's a whole different thing. It's a whole different ballgame because you're still thinking about that, right? Like you're still thinking like, okay, my audience really wants X, Y, and Z. Like this is their core desire. This is the theme of my brand story for my personal brand. Sometimes it's really hard to identify what that is. I think for personal brand, I mean, unless you're like super focused and you already like are niched down, you have everything in place, but if you're kind of still figuring out everything out and you're still starting out and learning what your personal brand is, it's going to be hard to identify that. So I would just recommend for people that are starting out, like talk to people in your audience, like connect with them, not just for, to get the, the theme, but like to still get to know who they are. And you could probably piece together, like this is something that they really want, or this is something that um, is a goal for them in their career or in their personal professional life. So um, I'm not sure if that totally answered your question. I feel like I kind of veered off there, but um, hopefully helpful at the end too. No, I love that. I think the more I hear you talk about it, the more that I realize like storytelling is less about telling the story and more about uncovering this story that already may exist and figuring out what that looks like. It almost seems like it's equal parts research meets psychology, then meets communication and writing. Um, and I just think that's what's so beautiful about storytelling is not um, one dimensional. And that's what also makes it hard is it's so multidimensional, but that's what makes it so powerful. And so when it comes to like using a story in your marketing, in your branding, how does that inform the decisions that you make once you have figured out this is like kind of my storytelling strategy? It's a really great question. Um, so I say, and coming from like a branding perspective, like branding, if we're assuming that branding informs all of marketing, then we're jumping into this thinking that, okay, the brand story will then impact every single piece of marketing that ever gets put out there. Um, because it is, it's a very strategic, um, like high level thing that um, also impacts, like we talked about earlier, like the culture and the inside of the company. So how does that impact the rest of marketing or like every decision? It's, it's hard to say, because I mean, really it should just become like a new filter that you look at mm -hmm. every decision. Like it should just be like, okay, if we're thinking about the customer and this is their main desire, like main theme of the story, like, does this drive home that theme? If not, no, wipe it off the table. If it does great, move on. It's great to, to post. Um, it's kind of like thinking of it, like brand guidelines, really. Like if it comes across and it's using the colors correctly and the, the type font or the topography, well, like it's great. It's awesome. Like it, it it's on brand and it, it can be sent out to the world. Uh, same thing with brand story. It's kind of like looking at, okay, this is our structure. This is our customer, um, the conflict that we want to like be talking about at every time, which is basically just the pain points. Like if we are following that kind of structure or following that framework, then everything else should be good to go. But I think it is just looking at it, everything through that filter to then make those decisions. Cause it, it is hard. I mean, even with brand guidelines where it's like, Oh, that's not the right hex code or that's not the right whatever, like it's just little minuscule things, but that can make the biggest difference in making sure that everyone's on brand and on the same page. Yeah, that makes total sense to me. You, you just create this new filter that can then, you can measure everything you create against this story and you're able to see if those things align and it becomes your, your North Star. 
you're able to move towards that. Uh, and anything that isn't going that direction, you can take away. Mm-hmm. So I want to switch gears a little bit because you've given us a ton of knowledge about storytelling. And I want to talk a little bit more about you and kind of where you see yourself going um, on LinkedIn with your business and with storytelling. Yeah. So I hope to always be on LinkedIn. I mean, I have definitely become a LinkedIn junkie in the last year for sure. Um, But before that, I think I was like battling, I mean, Twitter and LinkedIn, they've been in a a war for forever. I think I like both just, I mean, maybe LinkedIn a little bit better. Um, But yeah, with other things in business, like I am solo right now, I'm running this business on my own and just thinking about next steps and wanting to pull together all of my different hobbies and desires and just different passions and things I've been in the process, which is kind of a sneak peek here of like figuring out what's next. And the next thing I think is building a brand agency and really focusing in on strategy and story and how those can be implemented for um, both personal businesses, personal brands, as well as company brands and um, building out hopefully a team of like creators that I have connected with in the past or worked with in the past and just really start making cool things with cool people. I mean, that's honestly the dream, right? Is just to be in that position where I get to have great relationships with people that are um, just masters at their craft and tell good stories and help people tell great stories. Cause that's, that's honestly like my why in the last few weeks, thinking about my business and like really kind of dreaming about the next steps and my vision for my career, I guess you could say, um, I asked myself like, okay, like what's my, why, like, why do I like to tell stories? Like, why is it so important for me to be in this space, to be in the storytelling space? And for me, I, I love a good story. I think everyone does, but for me in my personal journey, like thinking about myself as this quiet kid, um, not knowing much about like who I was or, just like being a very incredibly shy person in front of the classroom, like public speaking, hated it. Uh, Writing was my jam. I love to write all day long, but I think um, thinking through like just story in general and being able to observe really well, I think pulling all that together and recognizing like, okay, I want to help people tell their stories because for me, it hasn't always been easy to tell my story, but I love making meaning and I love reading between the lines for people, like pulling out different things that they don't recognize is there. It's really cool because really it's just like drawing out potential that's already within people. And it's encouraging them to be like, Hey, I see this in you. I think you should see this because it's already there. Like, that's the same thing with story. Like you said before, like it's really already there. It's just carving the fluff away and it's making sense of, okay, this is, it's not necessarily a refined like nugget of a story, but it's still a story. There's still some cracks that I want to share and show that show that I'm human. I'm not just this robot that has a perfect story and a perfect everything, but this is who I am. And to be able to help other people to like recognize that potential, to see themselves the way that other people see them, I think is so beautiful. Cause I know for me, like I have friends that constantly remind me of who I am. We're stuck in our bodies. We We don't really have that filter and a lot of negative talk um, just happens, right? But when we have other people like speaking truth and reminding us like, no, like you are this, you're not this. uh, That's kind of what I get to do with people. And I love that because it's at the end of the day, like I just want to champion people 
and tell them that they're great because they are. As you're talking, I couldn't help but think about just how when we're so close to our own story, it it's either one, really hard to recognize what it is. And two, sometimes if we do recognize it, we think it's not particularly special. Um, but when you have someone who can pull that out and encourage you and just tell you like, this is really cool. Like what you're doing and what you've done and what you've been through and your experiences and your perspective is so awesome. Um, and then you can bring that to life in a way that they can feel more confident in the life that they're living and the, the impact that they can make with the story that they have. And so I think that um, the way that you approach creating content is so approachable um, and, and telling your story is so approachable that I feel like you'll be able to uniquely really, really help people that are in that situation. And I think that's really exciting. And I can't wait to see uh, where that leads you because you clearly have so much passion uh, for this topic, which is just cool to me. Thanks. I appreciate that. Yeah. I, I didn't get into this game to like become anyone on LinkedIn. I just wanted to like connect with other great people. And, um, but I do hope that like, I do inspire other people because coming from that space, I guess, of being quieter and not having that voice, I love giving other people the platform to share their voice. Cause I know what it's like. I know what it's like to be quiet. I know what it's like to like be behind the scenes and not have your voice be heard or not be seen, but to do that and to encourage people to share, I think is one of my life's passions. So I'm excited to do that on LinkedIn. I love it. Well, we're about time. Um, before we kind of transition into this last question, if people want to reach out to you, uh, talk to you, work with you, what is the best way for them to do that? Yeah, I would just recommend people to uh, reach out to me on LinkedIn. I'm on there all the time. DM me. Uh, connect with me. I love connecting with other people. Um, and then we can just, yeah, get chatting from there. Heck yeah. All right. So the last question that I want to ask you is um, what is one thing that you're doing today that you wish you would have started five years ago? Yeah. Okay. Five years ago, I would be on LinkedIn full-time, like consistently, but I think even more so I would just talk about things that I'm passionate about. I think for so long I was like putting off like, oh, like stories are great, but, or writing's great. Both of those are great. Uh, but I don't want to talk about it on LinkedIn. Like everyone else talks about it or like, what do I have to say about it? That's different. Um, how could I bring any value to that? Like all those things are super, I know I thought them all the time. And I think other people are also struggling with that too. Um, but I would say just start. Like, I know that's really cliche. Everyone says that, right? But what are the things that you enjoy doing? It could be something entirely different from your career. Like it could be skateboarding or I don't know, name a hobby, like just start talking about it and you'll find great people on there to connect with. And, um, it's really easy to get in a rut and start talking about things that matter for your career. But if you don't enjoy talking about them, then it's going to go stale really fast. Like it's just not going to work out well. So find something that you can talk about and you'll just create so much better um, relationships because you're being authentic. You're actually talking about something that you want to talk about, which is what other people want to see. So it could be anything, but just start, start thinking about the things that matter to you and talk about those. 
I love that. And for me, that was the one of the big breakthroughs too, is just being willing to talk about the thing that I'm really excited about. And ever since I was a little kid, I was so pumped on brand. And um, luckily it's like kind of like a pretty popular topic, at least in our social circle. Um, but like, I just love it. And I think if you're willing to talk about something that you're so deeply passionate about, number one, it's easier. Number two, the quality is just so much better because you can just feel that you love it. And then you're able to attract people who also love that thing, which just creates this really awesome cycle of meeting cool people, learning from, from each other and then pushing each other to get better. And so I, uh, I second that big time. I think that that's awesome advice. Um, well, Megan, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to chat with me and sharing some wisdom. Um, hopefully we can do this again soon. Um, but until then, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Nick. It was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it.